Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is Material, episode 106. I am Andy Anatko of the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Russell Ivanovich from Pocket Casts. And I'm Florence Ion, now a freelancer. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Freedom. So wait, wait, sorry. there's a theme here. Freedom. Freedom. What did you guys just have in the US yesterday? Am I right? Dates are so hard. Yes. Uh, you know, And I have to be honest with you, even with all those years of elementary school, I'm still not quite sure what we were freed from. Wait, 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 wait. American Flo. education. Anyway. <laughs> I, need, I need to know that you quit whatever the job that you had was on the 4th of July. Am I right? No, I did not. Ah. Oh. No, I did not. And this wasn't like the opening scenes of like the prisoner where you stormed into some office and then you just like slammed down your fist and broke the person's teacup no, and then no, threw down no, a, an no. envelope that's saying resign. And then a, a, like a sort of like ghost in the machine sort of thing as your your ID card is like X'd out. And as you race back to your apartment to collect your things and go <laughs> off for an education, it, was, it wasn't as good as that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Absolutely to, not. But, not yeah. even not even a shred of that. Uh, completely anticlimactic. Um, but yeah, I'm still penning a column in Android Central, uh, and I'm still on all about Android, so I'm still floating around. Just okay. kind of, you know. You your 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 luminescence <laughs> could not be contained by employment at one outfit. That's, sure. That's, you're taking your first step into a larger yeah. and broader world, as I told my mom when I was 23 and said, you know what, I think I'm going to like quit my job at that consulting business and actually just write full time. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, can't be any worse than my father blankly staring at me when I told him that I'd be majoring in journalism. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I correct? I'm now talking to two freelance journalists. One, yes. two. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it's for some reason it's funny. I don't know. I never thought I'd meet two freelance journalists in the same place at the same time. It's like Batman. I'm I'm holding back from this conversation. Exactly. I'm just sort of waiting for Russell to finish his thought to yeah. whether I should be really seriously offended or whether I should just realize that this is one of those uh, those 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 colorful Aussie isms that we right. all or we can launch into a giant you know discussion about the current state of journalism. But you just, that's neither. That's, I think it's a know. noble profession, you two. I, I admire both of you. I like the fact that you've given up money. You don't need that anymore in your life. It's like, whatever. I'm a freelance journalist now. I got now. the woods, man. I got yeah. the trees and the leaves. I'm in California. <laughs> well, the see, the, 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 the great thing about like, Russell, like you're, you're just like one of, the, one of the owners of a very successful independent software house, whereas Flo and I have been recognized by our president as enemies of the state. Very we true. are... See, we there was an Very actual true. statement. I don't know whether it was from yes. that guy or the other guy who said that the true enemies of America are journalists in the press. So, again, I'm, I'll take that. Uh, that that will look that will look really really good as paragraph two in in my obituary. Uh, paragraph oh, one. Oh dear. <laughs> know me, know my enemies. Okay, well, well maybe we should, maybe we should just talk about and about Android and and Google and Google <laughs> stuff. Uh, I guess. <laughs> So I mean the other thing that uh, that Flo and I have in common that we both, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, we both pre-ordered the Jelly Phone from uh, the Kickstarter for this tiny, tiny, tiny little like half a Twinkie-sized phone that nonetheless runs the latest version for now of Android. Uh, and oh boy, has this been like the exact opposite of every single kickst hardware Kickstarter I have ever been tracking? Because not only are they actually going to ship. 
but they said, oh, well, we said uh, late August, but it looks like we'll be able to start shipping these out in in a couple of weeks in July. There's a new update. So it's like, yay, we will have our Christmas tiny, came tiny early. phones. <laughs> yay. I'm so excited for this little phone. I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even remember like the specs on it or anything. I just know that there's a tiny <laughs> phone coming to my house in the next couple of weeks. And I'm excited. I just want to go out to the world. I want to do just, you know, take pictures with my tiny phone and dress it up in outfits. And just, <laughs> it's going to be this whole thing. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm just so excited for the jelly phone. <laughs> this could start a trend in like California, you know, that we all know that's where trends take off. Even here in Australia, we know that. So the tiny phone trend, this could be a new thing for like 2018. Though. I'm calling it for 2018. You, you two are early on the scene, but 2018, you know I think everyone's going to want a tiny phone, surely. No, we'll hear, listen, we'll hear from the Apple fanatics, which makes perfect sense uh, that the iPhone SE was the original tiny phone. Because remember... That's when Apple was brave and shrunk its phone a little bit so that people can have a special edition. And, you know, a lot of people <laughs> like that form factor. I liked that form factor. That's why I'm so excited about the jelly phone, because I miss the days of yore when things were a little smaller and more pocketable and I could actually, you know, use it. <laughs> Primarily, I, I, I miss the days where I could be using a phone during like a wedding service and nobody knows that I'm using it. Yeah, no but photographers that's, that's... yelling at you. <laughs> Well, no, yeah, but not this. That's like I'm really, really bored because now, now they're in the, the, the. They wrote their own vows, and they don't realize that typically we're talking about maybe an index card, but no. Now the oh, and now we looks. Oh God, they're dropping a projector down. Oh my God, they did a video. Oh my God, and the thing is with like the with the iPhones, with the Samsung phones, you can't really. I, I got I got big workman like hands. I, I work I work with my hands for a living, even if that work is typing. And even then, <laughs> I can't I can't hide a phone. But if I if I have the jelly phone, I can just be I'm deep I'm, I'm my hands are folded I'm deep in prayer. They don't know that I'm actually just like look, checking in on Instagram and finding out what, what what's happening at MLB.com. You know that's that's I, I feel as though if that's all I get for my ninety bucks, I will have gotten more than I needed from it. Yeah, but you know it's still I was just. As you were talking about scrolling through Instagram, there was a point last night during Fourth of July festivities where my friends and I were literally just sitting in silence, all of us deep within our phones. I don't think the size of the phone is going to change that. As you said, <laughs> it's it's just going to be a little less, maybe a tiny bit less obvious. Well, but but the, the flow we, we we should take this week to appreciate the fact that we have no freaking quote unquote. Uh, beloved and marked by God, quote, monarch, unquote, telling us we can't be using our phones while we're taking pictures during the 4th of July. Unlike some people who are still descendants of people exiled from kings and queens. Some people like the monarchy. Some people appreciate... The same (laughs) face on every coin, the same face on every stamp, the same face on every bill. what a wonderful face it is, That's fascism, ladies and gentlemen. Elizabeth, if you're listening, and I know you are, deep down the Queen does listen to our podcast. We're we're your loyal subjects. We love you. We love England. You guys, her you guys corgi left, surrounded around. You her. guys like overthrew <laughs> the best country on earth. I don't know what you were thinking. I, well, I, I, I got to say, England. well, we realize that King King George was kind of a dope at the time. If had we known that there would be this dope ass Queen coming along in like 1953, <laughs> we might have stuck queen. it out. Driving another land rovers. <laughs> she she is cool as monarchs go. She is a dope ass monarch. I will acknowledge that. 90, year, 90 <laughs> years old, still getting the job done, <laughs> fixing cars during the middle of the London Blitz. That's pretty That's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's our monarch, everybody. Um, let's, let's not go there. Um, I 
I have some amazing feedback from one of our listeners that was so good, I just have to read part of it to you. That's, that's how good it is. It is from Matt and Matt says, a great and knowing material podcast host. That's, that's a great start, Matt. We are great at knowing. I love it. Did they say, did they say specifically because there are three of us, so maybe they just meant two of us that he thinks are great and knowing and the other one that he, he, he can really just sort of do without? Well, I'm going to be 100% honest. Matt actually did write host. There's not an S on there. I added the S, Andy, there but you you've, so ex- you've exposed me now. So it's only okay. one of us. I don't know which so one Voltron he's talking now. about. Awkward. Oh, yeah, maybe we're Voltron. I like that idea, Flo. We all combine into one. Anyway, I, I implore you to use your great power for us, your followers. I mean, that's a great opening. Uh, Matt says, I'm a wheelchair user. I use Android Wear and I use Google Home. I'm what you might call all in. I am too, Matt. These things used to make parts of my life happy and easy as you simply don't know the frustration of grocery shopping or trying to read the list from your phone, watching it fall around the rice and chamomile tea. I suppose I could use a pen and paper like some type of heathen. And Matt literally like, sure, after that. And I agree with Matt. Pen and paper, like what even is that? He says, there was once a time, a long time ago, internet time, perhaps it was only a dream. A dream that I could yell from my pantry and my Google Home would record these things. A dream with me using my watch and Google Keep at the grocery store, my wife adding things at home, like wisps of smoke, this dream slowly fades away. And so I'll read you this last paragraph from Matt. He says, there are a few certainties in life. The first, never go in against the ceiling when death is on the line. (laughs) The second, never doubt the influence of a material (laughs) podcast host in their ability to sway the great and powerful G. So... What Matt is basically saying is a problem that I think a lot of people have, not just wheelchair users, is that you used to be able to talk to your Google Home. You say, add blah to the shopping list, add this to the shopping list, add that to the shopping list. That would magically appear in Google Keep. I know that's a different app and that's a complicated concept, but it would appear there. And Google Keep supports Android Wear, another Google product. And so you'd be able to scroll through the, the shopping aisles or whatever, you know, wheel through or walk through and you're like, tap, tap, tap. I got those things. You'd be able to see the three things that are left. One day, for inexplicable reasons, Google's like, yeah, we changed that. So the shopping list is now exactly the same from the Google Home end. You talk to the Google Home, it goes to there, and then suddenly it disappears into this weird web express list app thing that does not appear on your watch ever. It takes forever to load, and it is just, I don't know, it just feels like the most backward experience ever. Like I I understand maybe they wanted to unlink it from Google Keep somehow because maybe that was weird pushing it into a different app, but the solution they gave us instead is just so much worse, and I couldn't agree with Matt more. Like I have this exact same frustration, like obviously not with the wheelchair part, but the same thing. I want to use, I want to be scroll. I want to be walking through the shopping center. I want to tap stuff on my Android Wear watch. Why can't we do this, Google? So I'm hoping, I know some people from both the uh, Google Keep and the Android Wear team listen to this podcast. So if you're out there, you know, consider this. You've got both accessibility and usability like here to think about. Like, yeah, just do it. I, don't, I really don't know what the benefits of going the other way are like at all. I don't know what you two think. I had to go to a whiteboard, so we went back to the whiteboard. <laughs> That's basically what happened with our two with our uh, kitchen buying list. And uh, I bought it for a couple bucks at the drugstore, and sometimes it comes to the grocery store with us because it's easier than Whoa. trying to put it in the. Phone. You carry this whiteboard with you? Yes, <laughs> it's actually yes. I not kidding. It has come with us to the grocery store. I mean, if it's fine inside the shopping bag, so it's not an issue, really. Oh, I'm imagining um, like and, a you know, two by one meter, like, what is that in American? Six, 12 feet, whatever, like giant whiteboard on wheels and you're just like wheeling it through the shopping it's like, center. It's like eight by 11. It's like the size <laughs> of a normal sheet of paper. And, you know, it has a little like black marker that adheres to it. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I had to switch to that because now we can't do the whole Google Home method of because we used to have this beautiful shopping list that we kept beautifully curated. And we had like the history of the things that we had purchased, you know, down there at the... Anyway, there's I love Google Keep, so yes. <laughs> yeah. What I don't get is sometimes when 
they have something that works. It works great. Lots of people love it. And then suddenly they decide that it shouldn't work that way anymore or that feature shouldn't exist. And I appreciate I appreciate how complicated the code base is going to get, and maybe that they have to remove this because they need to make way for another feature that's going to duplicate that later on. But uh, so I'm not saying this is necessarily easy, but that's one of the most frustrating things ever. Where all you have to if all you have to do is it's Google engineers, it's summer. Like slack off, just like spend three weeks doing. You you could you could have done the greatest thing ever for this feature if you just left it alone for three weeks and just like keep keep filing expense reports about how much research you're doing, how much AB. I'm sorry, we can't file any code because we're doing so much AB testing with the users right now, and then go off and get waffles until like late August. Then you're doing your job great, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, it's it's when suddenly you reach for a button that you've been clicking on and counting on for three years, and that button is no longer there. It's like I'm wondering if you really like me or not or whether you're just playing some sort of long mind game with me exactly so android wear team it's july 6th i'm starting the clock now the material podcast has requested this we want google keep back in android wear or at least something just as good that works on the mm-hmm. the android wear watch when you're shopping so make it happen your time starts wait two three two one now synchronized watches uh, <laughs> it, 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 it also i mean just to, just to before we let's not gloss over this we don't understand there are features that we like that we think are really cool, but then we don't realize that for people who need assistive technology, that oh my god, this is so this is totally this is totally yeah. changed and improves. It's solved a really big problem that it's not a convenience problem; it's an accessibility problem. It's a, inter- giving me parity with other people who do not have disabilities. And boy, when you start monkeying with that, and maybe you don't even know you're doing, you're monkeying with it, but when you that's why you open feedback is such an important thing because once you find out that oh, I just made it harder for someone who makes who has difficulty. Uh, shopping and getting out of the house to do that thing that is really important for them to do. Okay, let's roll that back. Is there uh, anything somewhere that says like if whether maybe iOS or Android is more uh, is more more better is better for uh, persons with disabilities like I'm or who require accessibility more accessibility options? Ooh. Like I'm curious. That's uh, that's hard to say. I I, I hope that listeners will. Give me their feed. People who actually use these features yeah. will be more valuable. Be in, my, in, my, in my academic looking into it, which is a journalist calling people who, mm-hmm. know, who who I think know what they're doing, they tell me that it's sort of 50-50 where built-in iOS features are a little bit more robust and a little bit more useful. However, the fact that someone can just basically are, is free to do whatever they want on an Android device to add an accessibility feature for specific instances of disability apps, and that and that's one of the difficulties that uh, over the past ten years, just this, every person I talk to keeps reminding me that it's not there. Even if you're talking, if you're limiting to some person who has uh, has a, a cognitive ability, cogn- a a, a, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I was about to try to say something that my brain was not willing to provide the words for. But let's say, even if you're talking about someone who has lower leg immobility, I mean, let's let's say that they are they're they're missing their their amputees like above the knee. Yeah. Every single one of those people has a different set of knees because each of their disabilities is going to be there. There, there is no one. <laughs> there is no one definition of that. So someone will have a, some might have a problem with balance. Some might have uh, a, a a a stump that is very 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 sensitive to anything you put next to it. Some people have no. It's it's 
I've, I real every time I talk to people about this, I realize the depth of my ignorance about this because there is no such thing as deafness. There is no such thing as vision impairment. There is no such thing as mobility problems. There, there's no such thing as de dexterity problem. There is only Jack's dexterity problem, and there's Susan's mm -hmm. dexterity problem, and that's why. Yeah, that's, that's really yeah. That's a great so, way of putting it. Yeah. As I wow. say, it's so, it's, but so again, if, if you're a listener who uh, uses yes. accessibility, boy, would we love to hear from you and hear what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, so get, get in touch. Uh, we will have a, we will, I, I don't remember what the email address is. Maybe Russell will either edit that <laughs> in or we'll podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. I didn't, I didn't want to, I, I think I'm the one who actually got that account, but I didn't want to assume that. I <laughs> <laughs> well, you just write directly to uh, Andy at, no, I won't do that to Andy. There you go. <laughs> no, it's, it's nice. I, I like to. I'm lonely. I like to have news from the outside world. <laughs> uh, however, Go Google would maybe not like to have so much news from the outside world. Uh, the EU, which had slapped Andrew, uh, slapped Google with this huge fine for antitrust about uh, how it how people using Google search for for shopping sites had been sort of been directed towards Google's own services and a record record setting fine had been laid against them. Uh, we all know that they this is only the first salvo of a long investigation that the EU has been investigating uh, Google on and now it looks like their investigation against Android is moving forward uh, to the, to another step but they had already handed Google and I think in April a here is a list of what we're worried about and what we're probably going to nail you for uh, the, the quick piece of news is that now that they are at the point where they are forming what is what they describe as a devil's advocate panel of experts to review the conclusions that they themselves have uh, have concluded to basically tell us what Google Google's lawyers is going to tell the court if we bring this case in its current form. So it's not going to be, hey, the next time we're in the Bay Area, we'd like our people and your people to sit down and just hash this thing out once and for all. It's like, no, there's a lot of uh, analysts that are saying that there's going to be <laughs> the the current record fine against Google is going to be the net, the old record fine against Google because the new one against Android is going to top it. Uh, the use focus is, is chiefly about uh, Google requiring phone makers to pre-install Search and Chrome uh, on Android devices if they want to get access to the Play Store and Google Maps and the other apps that they really, really want, uh, that Google has been barring phone makers from using forks of Android. So if you want to roll your own version, take the source code and roll your own edition, uh, basically making it, punishing them for having done that uh, and doing things like paying off uh, makers and even phone networks to only install Google search on the devices that they sell. So I I, I know the, the, I don't know how to think about this. We talked about this a little bit when we talked about the first ruling and that I don't, I like, I, I think that the larger corporation is the more oversight it needs because the government it can be the only advocate for the consumers to protect them from that thing but there are reasons why bing search is not doing that great and it's not because of anti-competitive processes it's because google is basically google is 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 making hovercrafts that go to mars whereas bing is like oh i'm sorry could you Refile that search only. Here's how I need you to format that phone number. We don't like it has to be in parentheses and then a hyphen. We can't figure out that this. Uh, that's not exactly what they do, but you know, what, you know what I'm talking about. It's like there are failings that perhaps you should address before you start complaining that it's Google being unfair that's making people not want to Bing. <laughs> Why Bing has not become the verb for looking something up on the internet, <laughs> apart from being such an awkward word. Is this going to change? This is going to change the way Android looks in the EU. Like I'm 
Ooh, that's Curious. an interesting question. I, th- the thing I find really weird about this flow is that it, like iOS, right? It's it's an operating system that Apple makes. Manufacturers don't have access to it. It's a closed source thing. Mm-hmm. It only belongs to Apple. You don't give it out to anyone. Android has an open source version, and as a manufacturer, you can install that on whatever the heck you want. I think the EU's objection is, yes, you can install that on whatever the heck you want, but is it still Android if it doesn't have Google Play services, if it doesn't have the Google Play Store, if you can't run Chrome, if you can't get Google Maps, if you can't get this entire suite of Google services on there, like what have you got? But I find that a really weird argument because they made an open source operating system that anyone's free to use. Like do whatever you want with it. The other part comes with the restrictions. Like if you want to use our apps, these are the restrictions you have to follow. I don't, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't, I don't live in the EU. I don't find that particularly anti-competitive. Like it's, it's here's our open source operating system. It's like Linux. Do whatever the heck you want with it. Here's the Google version. You know, if you want that, you have to live up to all the restrictions that go along with that. I don't, I really don't see yeah. the issue. Like it's, it's just the, weird for I, me. I, I, I see what you mean. It sounds it sounds as though like I own uh, five thousand acres of beautiful woodland with mountains and lakes and rivers, and I have built for myself a beautiful mansion and playground in there. And I'm saying, look, everybody who wants to come in and camp on this on my land, absolutely, I want everybody to be able to use these mountains and rivers. And I'm being sued because I'm not. They're not. No one's, I'm not letting people inside my mansion to use the hot tub and the bathroom. Which is certainly one way of looking at it, I think. That's a great <laughs> metaphor, actually. I really appreciate that. Like, I was really imagining this Google person on the top of a mountain and everything. Just that was on the top big of a horseback. <laughs> Feed, yeah, why feeding, not? Feeding, feeding deer from his hand. Well, the difference hand. is, Andy, this person will let you into their house. You just have to sign a long list of conditions that you're willing to follow. Like, should you, it's, should you step through the gates? Like, freedom out there, in here, you have to follow my rules. Like, my house, my Wait rules. Wait a minute. Not follow my rules. What about you have to give me your data? Well, that too, yes. <laughs> That's part of my rules. <laughs> Iris scan, body scan, everything scan before you. Before we need you all the, the information on you we can get before you can come inside. It's for blackmail. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, but they've got everything on me. I can't speak badly of them. No, but- they do. I, I mean, honestly, if Google could be like a mean girl, it would. Maybe. I don't know. It knows a bit too much about me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Google found my yearbook photos. (laughs) Oh. Look, I'm not the kid who was in swing choir for three years. I was very, I'm not ashamed of it, but I I did not select those those tuxedos that we're supposed to wear when we went to the old folks' home to perform. Come on. See, my one regret is I didn't do enough extracurriculars, but. Anyway, that's that's for my journal. <laughs> now, but before we get emails, I will say I do get uh, in the EU especially, like Android is the dominant operating system by far. Like 85 90% of phones run Android. So I get that part of it. You know, they are a monopoly essentially, like if, if you consider it that way. But I still, yeah, I still don't fully understand this. Andy. And I'm sure this will play out over like it has over the next six months and, and many years and we'll, we'll see where it goes. But I, I was kind of on board with the, the whole shopping thing that we discussed last week. That made a lot of sense. It's like you make the dominant search engine. Now you've made the shopping site and, and shopping service yeah. and now you're prioritizing your own shopping service. I mean, completely different to running an operating system. But When people make, are looking for, yeah. looking for search results, they should not be gamed in favor yeah. of Google. Yeah. But, but this, you, this one hard, is, yeah, it, is a lot different to me. I don't, yeah. 
That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just hope it doesn't go too far because this the bad, the worst case scenario is pretty damn bad. Uh, we're t- not if if it's just a case of Google uh, of Alphabet writing a check for fines, they they got money and they're going to make more money in the future. That's not a problem. The problem becomes like when they say we are not going to allow you to operate in the EU unless you submit to these demands that we're imposing, and then if everywhere in the EU they uh, again different. Different uh, articulations of chiselers can then say, "Oh, citing this EU ruling that ruling that my Raspberry Pi based phone <laughs> Kickstarter was not funded, even though it was only three thousand dollar funding. I'm going to sue you for ten million dollars because it was clearly your anti competitive practices that my my soup Greg super awesome phone <laughs> was never got off the ground, not the fact that it ran off of ten D sized batteries for eight minutes." <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good phone for space, right? Because you can't use lithium batteries in space. Exactly. And you, you won't lose it. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> find, find my iPhone. Just keep walking until you stub your toe on something. And then anyway, use that phone to book, your, book yourself into the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> before before we get into uh, our, our 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 lovely sponsor, there's one thing I actually was curious. I want to ask you folks about that. Um, Action Launcher is one of the most popular alternative launchers for Android. I like it, and it has. It, they just have a huge huge update of which a new icon was only the the only the, the start of the of the of the bucket of awesomeness so to speak and i installed it and has a like almost every alternative launcher i've ever tried alternative to the google now launcher which is what i normally use it has so many little things that i really really like like one of them being that uh it'll put like a little uh pip in the upper corner of the app icon and if you just simply swipe up on the on the app icon instead of launching the app it will launch the widget associated with that app even if you haven't dis- deliberately like installed an app so if it's a music player that will Im- instantly Im- uh, instantly expose here's a playback deck for pause next back if it's a, a messaging app it will immediately ex- expose here what your here's what your last message was or here's a um, here's a form for actually typing in a new message just lots of little cool things like that and i liked it but i found myself after and i did i liked it enough that i wanted to give the developers money so that they would have money it's not they're not asking for a whole lot of money for it even though about two weeks later i said okay i'm gonna turn it off only because i kind of like the simplicity of the google now launcher i like that it does basic things i don't i maybe i'm it's, it would take too long for me to really learn how to take advantage of action launcher and i just like i swipe i swipe in one direction and there's google now I there are no little even though those little pips mean some awesome features under await me. It's like oh, but that's a lot of little pips on the screen. I just want these clean little icons. Like have have you guys ever used alternative launchers for any length of time, or is it just a little dalliance you occasionally <laughs> uh, you, you occasionally uh, take advantage of? I'm actually using a launcher for the first time. In my storied Android life, on my <laughs> on my Samsung tablet, actually on the Galaxy Tab S3, uh, because I just I just feel like the tablet layout for Android is is not it's not there it it doesn't it doesn't do it for me and it, Samsung <laughs> didn't really add much to its version so I found this launcher called EV Launcher and I just I don't know it was a simplified little launcher. It also let me uh, do some customization like icon packs and things like that. And so it let me have a little fun with the tablet. But as far as having a launcher for my day to day, I just stick to whatever is stock. I also try to do that 
just with any phone that I have, just so that I am immersed in whatever the experiences that the manufacturer wants to put forward. I mean, OnePlus is going to put together its experience for me, so I'm going to see what that's like as a user. Samsung's going to do it. LG's going to do it. And even if I don't like it, I mean, that's part of like, I still think a lot of people, that's the way they live the Android life. I mean, maybe I missed that statistic, but like, do we know the ratio of users with launchers i mean we how how would we even gauge that i, I don't know <laughs> action launcher is the one that i usually typically suggest to people especially newcomers to the android world if they're interested in it nova launcher i feel like it's more for experts i don't know why i <laughs> <Yeah>. think that <laughs> i also love action launcher i should disclose that chris lacy is a good friend of mine that's the developer of action launcher because all australians know each other i know him obviously because he's based in <laughs> queensland um it's funny though, I've paid for his app, I love his app, but it's kind of the opposite to you, Flo. Like when I went to the Samsung phone, because I'm not a journalist, I'm like, I don't have to immerse myself in any yeah. Samsung like junk. I just want to wipe this clean off my phone. I don't have to phone. do anything I don't want to do. <laughs> and so I basically went to the store, I'm like, what is the launcher that can emulate the stock Nexus, uh, sorry, not Nexus, Pixel launcher as closely as possible with no variations whatsoever? And I managed to, to get Nova launcher to do exactly what the Pixel launcher does. So right down to the swipe up, swipe down. I know Action Launcher does this as well, but for some reason, that's the first one I installed that worked you know, out of the box to be exactly, just had a button that said, make me like the Pixel launcher. And I pressed that button and I've been happy since. So I don't know, like uh, there are tons and tons of advanced features here. The, the version I have is completely free for some reason. Like there's there's all these advanced pro features that you can turn on. I'm like, I don't want any of this stuff. I just want to tap an icon and my app opens. I want to swipe up and my swipey list opens. The only objection that I have, and I believe this is a Google restriction, is that none of these launches seem to be able to put the Google Now page on the left. So in this case, there's a G button that I tap and now I'm in the Google Now experience. And if I actually want to scroll, I have to like start scrolling to get rid of the keyboard for some reason keyboard's always there with the search box. That's a little bit annoying, but apart from that, I'm I'm pretty happy. Wait, 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 Russell. Can you can you map the big C Bixby button? Have you oh done that? Oh my goodness, Flo. You had to- <laughs> Since you were you were so you, just sorry audio. You were showing the GS8 on our yes, yes, yes. Um, Skype I, I've, sesh. I've officially turned off Bixby now. Two weeks after you know <laughs> we had this discussion, I'm like I can't I can't stand this thing anymore. Um, can you remap it? I don't believe Samsung let you do that anymore. If any listeners know of a way to remap it on the the current sort of latest update for the the GS8, let me know. But I think without rooting your phone, there's probably no way to do it that I know of. Mm. I sure I sure hope they open up that button. We talked about this last week, so we won't go over it again. But <laughs> no, I just yeah, love yeah. the idea of here is a <laughs> here's a physical clicky button that does whatever you wanted to do, however you wanted to find it. I, I, actually, though, I, I just reminded myself of. It's, I, I feel I really feel for you developers. I really do because all, all the work that went into Action Launcher, I just remind myself what really was the reason that got me to switch my mind out of. Well, I'll give it another week. I don't I don't dislike it. I'm just going to have to take a while to grow into it. It was that the my usual way of launching any app that isn't like on right in front of me on the home screen is to long press on the applications drawer. Uh, and then on the standard on the standard Google Now launcher, which brings up a keyboard, and then you simply start typing the name of the key of the app you want, and within like two presses, I've got the app exposed, and I can tap it. And be, it's the, the only thing that got me to, to actually move forward on. I think I'm gonna switch back. Was I really missed that one feature? And mm. doesn't matter how how powerful Action Launcher was. Doesn't matter how one, much wonderful thinking went into it. Doesn't matter how much time and trouble it could save me. It's like I just like to be able to launch apps the way that I've always launched apps because I like launching apps that way. 
So everybody's it, got their thing. Yeah, I feel really bad for launcher developers, especially because the amount of customizations that people want. You know, they want icon packs, they want different lists, they want scrolling lists, they want alphabetical lists, they want magic search, they want color changing. Like to try and keep up with this must be crazy. I mean, I, I feel for Chris Lacey and like the developers of all the other launches, like all trying to compete for user retention, all trying to like get the you know whatever features are cool at the moment. That's yeah, that, that's a lot of work. That's even worse than developing a podcasting app. Let me tell you. I mean, it's 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 not as hard as developing a website. I mean, nothing's harder than developing a website. That is a very hard thing to do. We all know, Andy. Why even bother to put something on the web? It's just it's just too hard. Unless uh, this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer oh, code. How could I forget about this? Material? Yeah, I just enter the offer code Material at checkout. You get ten percent off your first purchase. Um, they let you easily create a website for your next idea. Maybe you want to create an online store, portfolio, a blog. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do that. Nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades, no whatever. 24-7 customer support, so no problems there. They let you quickly and easily grab the domain name that you want so it's exactly in the place on the internet that you want it to be. Award-winning templates for all your stuff. Just you know, cl- click a few buttons, get started, make a website. So Squarespace, Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can start a trial with no credit card by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material. You'll get 10% off your first purchase and you'll show your support for this show. So we want to thank Squarespace so much for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Well, we don't want to keep uh, making Russell feel bad about not being an American and not having the license to to engage in two-inch thick hamburgers and a hot dog eating contest where a mortal man decides to try to eat 70 hot dogs in 10 minutes. That's not he got his title they, they, again. They, He's got his title again, by the way. Wait, 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 you have to tell me what you guys <laughs> did, are talking about. Was it the uh, Japanese Tony, guy? No, no, no. Okay, Coney uh, on Coney Island, New York, there is a hot dog, famous hot dog stand called Nathan's, and they've had this hot dog eating contest tradition on the Fourth of July every year. As you do, and it used to be. What now? I, I want to, I, I, for all worldwide listeners, eating contests in the United States used to be these funny sort of little like town village thing affairs where you you needle your dad and say oh dad we go into the pie eating contest and you have to eat, eat as, uh, how fast can you eat this pie and you're not losing your hand you get the blueberry pie all of your haha it's a it's a lot of fun or hey here's the hot dog eating contest and oh you got 10 minutes and oh my god i almost got i, I ate six hot dogs and oh boy i almost got really really sick I don't know what happened there's something about the the, the new environmental cruelty of society uh promoted by by reality tv no doubt said that (laughs) no we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna sort of create a system where people are gonna try to eat stupid amounts just the sort of thing where is the most disgusting thing you have ever seen on tv in your entire life and the record i think the 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 last so uh, the i think uh, by a guy by the name of joey chestnut uh won the mustard belt which is like a a wrestling style (laughs) belt right that's his that, name. With the Nathan's logo on it by eating close to 70 hot dogs and buns Whoa. in 10 minutes. And, and by buns. Eating, and buns. And buns. And, and by cow. eating, I mean basically jo- <laughs> shoveling oh, try, it in his mouth. Literally shove Again, I'm not talking, no, no chewing, no swallowing, certainly no, no. No, no, no condiments. He didn't take time to sort of season the, 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 the Frankfurter. It was just how fast can I shove this down my throat using the in, new incoming mashed up wieners to push down uh, the wiener you can, you he can put in now. there before. You can stop now. Yeah. Damn, it's, yeah it's actually hurting Damn. me. I'm getting a physical reaction it's to terrible. this. It is. It I is mean, what better most... way to show our gluttony though? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's 
it's a way well again i I like to think of it if i'm gonna if we're gonna be defensive about this and god knows we should be this is (laughs) this is the freedom that america represents that we're not gonna we're not gonna make this illegal we're not even gonna prevent you from televising this that's how much freedom you have now you may you may agree or disagree. This is not a way to run a society, but it's our method. It's worked for 235 years so far, and we're we're gonna we're gonna see this through to the bitter bitter end. So long as they don't televise the results after Joey Chestnut leaves the table and uh, finds a moment of privacy. I'll tell you one uh, thing, Andy. I'll, I'll let that Queen, happen. Queen Elizabeth would not stand for this. She would not stand for this at all. Not no, at all. she would not. She'd be like, "What you know, are your, you?" Your queen is so. And I will say that if the queen did participate, she'd be up there with seventy-eight, seventy-nine, eighty. I don't think there's anything this queen is not capable I, I of. I think she'd be she drinking yeah. tea in between it. each one, actually, just to wash it down. Be like, I one think Grey, be one English Come breakfast. On. This, this woman, <laughs> this woman, and her family stood up to Hitler. I'm not. I'm not going to put it past her to do to accomplish anything. Uh, but what? But what I'm, what I'm getting at is that so. Uh, Maybe bad timing on the week of the Fourth of July. Samsung announced what it was doing. What's going to do with all of its uh, leftover stock of Galaxy Note Seven parts? Yeah, because they didn't. They didn't wind up. I don't know if you read, but they didn't wind up for whatever reason selling them all year long. So they had a big stock of parts, brand new that had never been used before. Uh, so they have decided to assemble these unused Note Seven parts as what they're calling the fan edition of the Note Seven. Uh, which I have to say is probably the biggest trust exercise in tech history. Now, there, it's not—it's not like they took the the phone that you sent them back, Russell, and defused it <laughs> in a bunker and released it back. These are brand new phones, just using old parts that they already had. They also make it pretty clear that the Galaxy Note uh, fan editions. I'm reading from the a Google translation of the Korean uh, of the Google, uh, Samsung's Korean press release. Uh, the Galaxy Note FE's 3,200 milliamp hour battery is further enhanced with multiple safety designs and a rigorous eight point battery safety test. Uh, so they they're also maybe reaching a little bit by uh, another part of the press release says that. Uh, the launch of the Galaxy Note FE is also meaningful in that it is an eco-friendly project that minimizing waste of re- minimizes waste of resources by utilizing all those Galaxy Note Seven parts. Well, uh, the good if Apple did it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All they have to, and, and it actually comes in a box with like a a, a heart, like a, fo- a a blue foil heart in the Samsung color. So it's like, okay, that's that is that, that is a to- that, again, it's a trust exercise. It's a loyalty test, saying we would like to sell you a new version of the Note Seven. Prove your loyalty by buying <laughs> one of them. You say you're uh, a Samsung are- fan, but now's the time to uh, exactly. <laughs> to actually put your money where your to mouth really, is. Really, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, it was like a great. It was a really great. Phone. I can see wanting to like put it back out there, and of course they're not going to bring it to the United States. It's this is this is net. Well, I would say this is never forget territory. But it's only, only available in South Korea initially. Yeah. Oh, it says initially, so it's very possible. Well, it's, it's, maybe slow down, slow down here. So your country will eat seventy-two hot dogs, but you won't take a Note Seven that maybe caught fire, you know, one to twenty times, like out of a million. Like I don't no, know. No, but we'll see how fast we can eat it. <laughs> Oh, Galaxy Note Seven eating contest. That that could be a better way to get rid of all these. Um, yeah, I find this Ooh. really weird. <laughs> On the one hand, I I'm I, I know it's a PR move, but I, I'm all for the non environmental disaster of like binning, you know, six million phones or whatever there was. But on the other hand, man, Andy, you're right. This is 
you wouldn't want a single one of these to even like just char like on the back. This is just <laughs> this is this is a real risk. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think that it is. I mean. It's hard. I'm like, hey, let me offer up my opinion on this, and now I'm completely backtracking on it as I'm like, <laughs> oh, thinking I mean, about I'll, it in my mind. I'll, I'll, all I was gonna say is that, like, now it doesn't matter how many piercings you have, it doesn't matter how many tattoos you have. You just look like another hipster. If you want to look like, you know, Mister Danger Man or Lady Danger Woman, hey, yeah, you know what? My I could have bought any phone on the planet. As a U.S., U.K., Australian Android phone user, I actually went out of my way to go to South Korea to buy one of only 400,000 of the most notoriously dangerous, <laughs> as in the entire FAA insisted that every single pre-flight speech from the from the crew said that this is the most dangerous phone to have on, a, on, a, on an airplane. For God's sake, don't bring it on the plane. And that's the one that I decided to buy. Okay, man. wait. So then how are people from South Korea going to come to the United States? We still have the ban on some airlines. I think Southwest still says it in the beginning. Really? Oh, They're still talking I about Note 7. About Maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't I mean I flew wow. them in like May and I don't really remember. I, I but can, <laughs> I can see some really badass South Koreans walking to the airport and just plugging their Note 7s into like portable chargers and be like, yeah. Just portable chargers. No, they'll have like these little holsters on their legs. They'll just like put it in there. It'll just, you know, fully give in to the lethal weapon. I feel like overseas, uh being a fan of a brand is is more of a thing that's heralded amongst um, the consumer population. And I think maybe in South Korea, having a Note 7 really is, I mean, I'd be really curious about how that's seen I mean, you overseas. Can, I can imagine the same thing happening in the US. Like let's, let's say Apple wouldn't do this, but let's say they made some absolutely dud phone that just had some massive flaw like i could still see like a million american apple fans like buying this to be like now what you don't understand about this phone is it's great for the following reasons and <laughs> like just... if the antenna issue was really really bad, yeah like maybe. let's say that was actually like way worse than, than it ended up being yeah like, yeah I, I could see apple fans buying it anyway they're like oh, you just you don't understand me you don't understand yeah, you my don't passion like it's you don't beautiful. understand this company you just like, you, you just, just don't understand, understand how much phone. i love them <laughs> I think they'd even go for broke by not not just saying, oh, well, it's a really rare, rare phone. I also thought it's a nice way to troll people who hate Apple by saying, yes, I decided to buy the danger Apple phone. I think they would say, I felt that as a supporter of Apple and a believer in what and their role in the world, I felt that the only way that I could really stand by my belief to right this horrible, horrible wrong that Apple haters had inflicted by taking this perfectly good phone and tainting it, said, I'm going to buy one myself. And I know that Apple is going to be coming out with the 2017 version of the of the of, of the of the new iPhone anyway and so that if i just waited about a month or two i could get the new edition of this exact same phone that will have much better specs and a better camera and no reputation for having exploded but i felt <laughs> as though i wanted apple to know hey apple i understand i'm not i'm not with those guys i'm with you yeah. <laughs> that, that that that's the part of this that that is that is weird we have I, I, the the press release didn't mention how much this is going to cost, but yeah, we're the rumor is that the notes the Note Eight is going to be announced in uh, in August, maybe early September. Four weeks. 
<laughs> yeah, ju just just in time to get people who might have thought about buying the new iPhone to say, what if you gave what if you gave us that eight hundred and thirty dollars and you didn't have eight hundred and thirty dollars left available in September to buy a competitor's phone? How would that sit with you? So I don't know if it were. I have to admit that if it were really inexpensive, if it were we really want to, we're, we are actually selling this almost at a loss because we just want to reclaim some dignity here for mm -hmm. 300 bucks. If that were the price, I, I have no idea what the price is. I'd be really tempted. It does. It does oh, have the it. S Pen. They they also noticed that they. It's not just they're re, re they're redoing 2016. Uh, you get the same user experience as the Galaxy S8 and the S8 Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, it does. It does have Bixby. So now you can it, now you can turn now Damn, you can turn that no feature button, off on the Note Seven instead of only on the S8. <laughs> I don't know if I can use Bixby without a dedicated button though, Andy. No, in in all seriousness. <laughs> Like this, this is this was an amazing phone, and the problem I have is it feels like this is the only phone that's ever broken up with me. Like I've always left old <laughs> phones behind because like a newer phone comes along and it's shiny and whatever, and I'm out of contract. I'm like, yes, this phone. But the Note Seven was ripped away from me. It broke up with me, so it's like the one phone I want to get back. I'm like, you want to know what? It, yeah. the I totally get it. You want to <laughs> know what the relationship would have been like? Exactly. It just that's ended too soon. Great metaphor. <laughs> This is a show of really good metaphors today. Russell, dare, dare I say, the recall ate your baby. <laughs> oh, Andy went deep on the references Ooh. there. Yes. I think uh, the only thing that just sort of just kind of irks me a little bit is just this idea that it's an eco-friendly project by doing this. <laughs> yeah. This is not like Andy said. It's it's reclaiming of a little bit of like dignity, sort of like rolling back on that, you know, that marketing and saying this is this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna remedy it. But this is not helping the environment. I mean we still had to mine for all of that material yeah. and everything else. So Let's not go on that, guys. I I wonder if this happened after like they finally got the final ruling from like a South Korean tax count uh, a tax representative, a government tax representative. Say, no, we're not allowed to simply destroy these parts and take a write off. So, oh, damn it, we got to make some money back from this. We're we're gonna have to throw away anything we don't sell anyway. Oh, dang it. That's a very it's a very practical. I yeah. It's very practical. <laughs> this is this is not like those those Activision ET cartridges where it's like if we if we just throw them all away, can we take a huge write down? Great. All right. We're back of the bulldozers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if in six months' time this phone ends up like crazy popular on the internet. Like you buy one for three hundred dollars now, you never know. It could be like a rare limited edition like Note Seven. Buy it for five hundred. I would buy it for five hundred. I, I really liked the Note Seven, and it was like you said, Russell. It was a real bummer that I didn't get to spend my summer with one. Yeah, <laughs> and that people like it was really mean. People kept turning up repeatedly at my office to like take it off me. I'm like, you've already taken it from me. Don't try to take it from me again. <laughs> also, you never know. There, there might be a collector's market for it. When you realize that Apple sell, sells tens of millions of iPhones every quarter, and Samsung is not that far behind. An actual branded model of Samsung phone, of which there are only four hundred thousand copies, there might be enough people out there to say that I'm not going to actually use it, but I'm going to buy it and keep it in the box so that my co my collection of Samsung phones will be complete, and I will have almost certainly the rarest Samsung phone ever, apart from the one that was buried with Prince uh, at his uh, in, a, in his purple uh, purple casket. When do these things? When does the I guess statute of limitations. I don't know if that's the right phraseology, but when do these things get lifted and that these phones become collectors' items? Like, what is the the age 
What is the age that a phone becomes a collector's <laughs> item? Is what I truly wonder. I don't know. It's 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 weird. When you, it's it's. You ever spend any time just like on eBay, just searching through yes. like the vintage? Te- yeah, and it's like my God. It's like I literally. It's like uh, like I've got I've got like piles of like cool old computers that I've bought at flea markets for basically like cop a movie ticket. Usually, like I, I you know, this is a I'm holding up a Radio Shack TRS-80 Model 100, which is actually to me like a very legitimately cool computer, and I'm glad to have paid ten or fifteen or maybe even got dare I say twenty dollars for it at the MIT flea market. But when I see them online for like a hundred bucks or uh, Radio Shack, uh, the that Radio Shack is having an auction, or excuse me, rather, I'm sorry, one of the receivers of Radio Shack's bankruptcy is holding an auction of the contents of like their offices, and so there are people who are bidding on. Here is a here is a, a TRS-80 Model 100 from the Radio Shack main office in in uh, in, in Texas, and these things are going for like two hundred dollars three hundred dollars five hundred dollars and i'm like it's not a five hundred i don't I'm, I'm sorry i'm not going to judge to me it's not a five hundred dollar thing that's why i'm i'm always so humble when i'm find myself about to say oh my god who's even as a collectible who's going to buy one? okay well there are there are a lot of there are a lot of people who who are who are now like in the 30s and 40s and are making six figures that they never thought they'd make when and now they're they're one of their goals in life is to buy everything that they couldn't possibly buy or their parents couldn't buy for them when they were teenagers and even if it means that they have to spend a thousand dollars for the best tandy 100 ever put on the market oh well that would be me. Although instead of <laughs> instead of the the big computers, it was just buying all the electronic toys that I didn't get as a kid. So you know, like uh, well, back in my day, they tried to sell us girls on the little uh, Dear Diary, like electronic little Dear Diaries that you could carry around. It had like, oh my a God, little pet sharp, on like it. Sharp and Casio. Yeah, like, like the sharp yeah. Oh, Casio. Oh, yeah. I, there was a Casio <laughs> one that I loved, and this girl she stole it from me in the seventh grade, and I. <laughs> I like remember it. She lied to me and everything. It was terrible. But I found one on eBay because I just needed to <laughs> let the healing begin. I needed to reclaim for, it. Just for a if... buy it now price of seventy nine dollars. Yeah, That's but cheap. Uh, I just want you to know I looked for Bay Area listings just in case it's possible the one that I lost or that she took from me is still surfacing somewhere within this like hundred mile radius. So <laughs> Man, that could be like a telly movie. <laughs> Ding dong, Sue, it's you. I know it's you. You've still got my Casio diary. Give it back. Yeah, Give I remember back. her name, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to protect her. It's fine, but I remember and her then, name. And then like, you know, like, like 50, 60, 70 years from now when Flo finally dies of old age, natural causes, oh. her, 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 her lawyer is, her lawyer has had a, a letter deposited saying, mail this letter because I would like this woman's grandchildren to finally know why they were mysteriously <laughs> murdered to me <laughs> and when, the when, they were, when they were 38 years old or 30 years old it's like i want them to know the face of their killer and why that woman deserved to die especially the way that she did wow that got really dark and please allow them to allow them to have a, a because apparently the, the genetic stock of this family lineage thinks that that my kind of Casio pink organizer is so important, I would very much like them to have the one that I bought to replace it with in, in 2016. And it'll probably still work, just yeah. FYI. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and by the way, I think this was 98, so it was around that time. 
that, that is a good point. There's something about old technology that's like old cars that an old car, like be, before, like things got so complicated and so, and also so required, uh, network required, you can, you can just basically remanufacture any part that's missing. And so if, if I decided that I, in the post apocalyptic, horrorscape that may or may not be coming in the next 20 years like i could probably fix this model 100 i probably could not fix my phone i probably could not fix my my macbook but i could probably find somebody who has like a, like a ttl logic uh, 74 ls dual scotty triac or whatever and replace a chip that had gone bad so yeah it's 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 scary when i put a new battery or uh, in my in my newton or recharge it or whatever as a oh my god it's 1995 again here's every friend i had in 1995 and here's every idea that i had that i needed to write down in 1995 i'm not sure that i could repeat that with a macbook from from 2000 i know we're sort of like really digressing down the history train here but i just have to say I really echo that sentiment and I'm really bummed that I have lost many hard drives and a lot of the data of my youth. So, cause that, cause my youth was on the internet. It was yes. in chat logs and it was yeah. in browser histories. And, um, except for the little diaries I kept, I don't have, I don't have those leftovers of my past. And it's, it's a snapshot of that person you were back then as well. I don't, I don't know about you two, it but I, I feel like I'm not the same person I was when I was like 16. I'm like, if I, if I could find those like old like ICQ like chat logs and stuff, that'd just be like, oh, like just the, yeah, just the things that would be in there. <laughs> I think that's actually going to be socially significant for like future, like uh, future social sociologists, because up until let's say nineteen, let's say nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight, let's say, at some point someone saved something to a disc, and oddly enough, discettes are uh, turned out to be very, very durable, or they might have printed something out at some point, particularly if it was important. And after, let's say, 2010, 2011, people are putting things in the cloud where it's being iteratively backed up everywhere, where it's actually more difficult to destroy data than it is to preserve it forever. But there's going to be this like 15 to 20 year gap in our knowledge about society, like where you, you will never know like what, what 19 year old Andy or 20 year old Andy felt about the movies and the world, because thank God CompuServe <laughs> went went to the place of, of of ghosts and winds, as the Japanese anime movies would would put it, and took down all of its logs with it. And archive.org has never gotten access to those 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 that data ever again. Uh, it's very very it's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm glad given given that usually your early twenties is the period of time where you think you know a lot more than you do, and you also don't have not met. Uh, you, you have also not had life experiences that help you to understand why people do things that confuse you did those things. I'm glad that that is not going to exist anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't think there'd be anything shocking, but there might be something like, my God, I mean, if you're sad, just get out of bed. Why don't you just get out of bed if you're sad? But it's so in easy bed to isn't be in to... bed with the laptop and <laughs> now just I understand, writing about now I understand, it. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so much easier. Thank goodness Google is archiving all that stuff, eh, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> God bless you for sneaking. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, see that, that that's the difference. That Facebook and Google are both in a war to make sure they archive as much of our lives as possible. Google is trying to 
I, I believe that Google will make sure that it's secure in such a way that if there is if the Facebook versus Google war goes into a tactical phase and their data centers are nuked, that uh, Google's data will disappear. I believe that Facebook's data will become self-aware and keep embarrassing us. No, trying to sell that's us, terrible. Trying to sell us shoes until eight years after the last human has died. No, sell us shoes on the worst websites, by the way. The Facebook ads are the worst. See, this is why I don't agree with the EU. I'd rather see Google ads over Facebook ads any day. <laughs> Just quality over quantity. <laughs> now, there, the, the, there's nothing to do with Google, but this is I'm going somewhere with this. The mm -hmm. musical Cats, a revi revival of the musical yes. Cats, opened on Broadway last August. Uh, and a friend of mine is actually one of the leads in this cast. And so I'd say, oh, I'm and definitely going to... tickets. Exactly. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Next, next yeah. time, next time I'm, in, I'm definitely going to pre-buy tickets to make sure that the next time I'm in New York, I will be able to see my friend Chris uh, in, in Cats. And because I was stupid enough to like not use the Tor browser when I did a web search for where do I find where do I when is it when is it playing where are the dates, I am not joking. Ever since August of 2016, I cannot go 20 minutes on the web without seeing an ad for Cats on a web browser. And there's no, there's no little, but on some ads, there's a little pop up saying, "Hey, please stop showing me this ad." Then ask, "Well, why do you not want to see this ad anymore?" Because that'll help us. Oh, I, I've already bought the thing. That, okay, great. We'll never see this ad again. So uh, uh, the bad news is that the show is closing in December, and so <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm sad that. Well, my friend Chris, he is one of those, one of those few actors who is never out of work. I'm sure he already has his next job lined up. But it's like it's bad. I'm, I'm not happy that my friend Chris is going to not be in this show. But I'm so glad that maybe I will stop seeing ads for cats. I'm not even. I don't want to. I don't want my heart to be broken. So I'm not investing emotionally in the possibility that in 2018 I will not see ads for cats anymore. But I'm boy. I'm hoping the the little boy that still lives within me is saying that that still believes in Santa Claus. That still believes that when he loses a tooth, the tooth fairy is going to give him a shiny dime. I'm not that old. Maybe it was. I think it was a dollar when I was a kid. I don't know. But anyway. Still hopes that maybe I will not have to see that ad again. I'm I'm very anti cat now. Or maybe they'll launch Cats Junior. <laughs> Muppet Muppet Cats Muppet Cats Baby. I mean I don't know Baby Broadway. I don't know. Doesn't baby that Broadway. exist in like New York? It. Somebody needs to do that. That's a great Teen way to cats. exploit children. Um, Teen cats and they they skateboard <laughs> and they 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 text each other on Snapchat like like the kids with their beep boops. Yeah. Right, I have to I have to ask you too if that. Did become a thing. Where would you read about it first? I don't know. I, I believe Google it would News. be on. <laughs> <laughs> ding 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 ding. Sorry. You, honestly, see, you're, 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 you're picking it up. This is, see, this is this is like your, this is the, only your third show, and already you know how to yes. get us into the next next story. When particularly when Andy is starting to rattle on about things that have nothing to do with anything. So just just a, this is probably going to be a, a quickie, but uh, I, did you notice uh, that uh, I think it was started last week? Google has given their news app, their their web app, a hell of a makeover. Like whereas before it used to look like search, really like search results, now it really looks like a web app designed to deliver news that has some sort of prioritization and some sort of curation about it. Uh, and not only is it better organized, not only does it look prettier, but also it seems like it's doing a much better job of if there are a hundred different news sites that are pushing a story that's actually happening. What if we select CNN and not 
Sylvia and Todd's super awesome news site and absolutely not some ad clickbait site. Now, these, these sites you've never heard of, but somehow it's the top click on nuclear first strike detected from 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 St. Petersburg. Like, why is the why is the Bangladeshi tech blog news the number one the, the, the canonical source of information about the annihilation of planet Earth? Uh, but it, so they seem to be doing a better job of that. Um, also, you also notice that probably in response to a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt that has been creeping into online journalism, there is an actual uh, notice at the bottom of the page that uh, makes sure you understand that this news is untouched by human hands, or at least by human Google hands. It says, and I quote, the selection and placement of stories on this page were determined automatically by a computer program. Oh, the time or gosh. date displayed reflects when an article <laughs> was added to or updated in Google News. <laughs> please, please, please see a doctor if news persists after four hours, that sort of thing. So I hope it keeps going. Like I, I have to say that I, I, I still don't have a good like news aggregator sort of service that I use. Like I want, I would love to, I'd love if there was one source that had, here is what the news is. Uh, and it's not like I do subscribe to the New York Times online. I do subscribe to New Washington Post online, but I'd love to have a site like Google News, only it's, again, it knows the difference between someone who's been in the news business for 10 years and someone who just took a weekend course at a Ramada Inn about search engine optimization. And it looks like they're making a, a strides towards that end. It just takes a weekend at the Ramada Inn? That's it? <laughs> uh, well, uh, see, I... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, they they do they do tell you that it's just like an afternoon session uh, at at a, at a quinta in, but that's just like a two hour seminar to sell you on the three the three day weekend ah. at the Ramada Inn. That's how they yes. get you. Yes, lift tickets included. <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm just sort of, it's interesting because the whole time you're talking about Google News, I was like just kind of looking at the blog real quick and thinking about Google Reader and just how that was all, that was the way that I got all of my information and the way that it's sort of, um, the way it's sort of, I don't know, it, it was kind of a catch-all and that didn't really work in a, in a UI sort of way. So now there's Google News. I really love the way it looks. It looks like a streamlined, any streamlined Google app. Um, it, and, but I, and I mean, isn't this the way that we should be using like the Google search engine is to grab the actual sources that matter to grab the sources that have the most legitimacy and just sort of put those front and forward. There seems to be a huge onus placed on this idea of things are fact-checked when they get to you. I mean, I don't know. I just, it, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use it. I want to see if I can like build a sort of routine around it because I wasn't using Google news. Cause I just thought it was very difficult to look at. Hmm. It wasn't very polished. Um, I didn't really like the sources it was showing me. Um, even when I would ask it not to show me those darn sources, like they would just resurface somehow. I don't know how it maybe in other niches. So I'm going to test this out and see if it really, I don't know, tells me more about the world than my own Twitter feed, which is beautifully curated. If I do say so myself, <laughs> <laughs> I follow only the greatest people. Um, I've never used Google news either. This is literally the first time I've clicked into here and had a look around. Like you say, Fly, I think it's a good design. I think the other interesting part is there's a for you tab. This might've been around before. Like, like I said, I haven't used it before, but what I find really interesting is somehow they know I'm into Zelda, Rocket League, AMD for some reason, Nintendo, correct. NBN, which was our national broadband network that I probably Googled like a lot. 
everything in here seems to be based on a. I'm gonna guess my Google search history. It's quite interesting. And there's some articles Maybe. there that I'm like, yeah, I'd probably read that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice that that uh, one one of the reasons why I keep dipping into Google now on my phone is that. It's so good at predicting that, hey, did you know that there's some news about Futurama, that, that there's going to be some sort of announcement at Comic-Con about a new season? And I'm like, I don't recall ever telling Google now that please keep me apprised on, on news about Futurama. It just knows that I have been watching certain videos online and that at some point in history, I've, I've done enough searches in the past consistently enough that, and this one story seems to be big enough that perhaps it's worth calling this person's attention and if you're not interested, here's a button saying, I'm not interested in this. But it's like, uh, as, as we say so often on this show, the most beautiful and perfect Google software or features is at the precise intersection between amazingly useful and disquietingly creepy. And so if Google <laughs> News can figure out a way to surface the stories I'm legitimately interested in, but not limit me to just stuff that and points of view that I've looked for in the past – that might be the solution I'm looking for. Uh, it's not. Uh, I, I still my, my my daily news brief in the morning comes from the New York Times uh, uh, website, but I just don't want to limit myself to one site and one editorial point of view. Uh, and the fact that they've gotten so much flack, both for good reasons and also for stupid rumor mongering reasons about no 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 Google is trying to tell lies to you. They're trying to hide the truth from you. It's like no, they're just using search algorithms, and some idiots are able to abuse that. It's I, I don't I, I I'm so glad that I I never have to grow up and become the sort of adult that Google has to be that says that no you didn't ask to be in this position of responsibility of having to create a news site that absolutely does not do any harm whatsoever and deliver and makes the world a more informed and smart place. I'm sorry, Google, but that's the position you're in right now. You're, you're we're demanding that you do this. If it were me, I'd like. I, is UPS hiring? Because I don't think I'm up to that sort of responsibility. I'm, I, yeah, I, I can barely handle traffic laws. I could take the test and learn how to be a UPS driver. I'm not sure I could learn how to be Google. <laughs> I'm. I just want to say I'm very. This is. This might be a little uh, down in a dragon. I apologize, but I'm very. Um, how shall I say, impressed with the fact that none of these screenshots were altered. They're all like they kept the headlines in them that talks about like. Armed suspect dead. <laughs> Blood and death in the streets. These are all things here. Anyway, this is the reality, people. And if you want to use Google News to be clued into it, well, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's so depressing. But I will, maybe, I will maybe say, actually, that, a, can I, that's an interesting idea. Sorry, oh, sorry go ahead. You go. I, I, I was just, I'm just excited by what you're, what you're talking about that. Wouldn't that be kind of interesting if there were actually, I'm not even joking here, a slider switch that says, don't keep that, essentially says, don't keep me in the dark, but, and there's like, it's just like an analog slider switch. Glass that, switch. It's like, yeah. please don't make me really, really upset about things that yeah. maybe don't directly affect yeah. me. Like, I'll, 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 I was, uh, like, I don't, the, the, uh, the PBS documentary series of, uh, I think, my, if, unless I'm, I think it's Frontline. Unless I'm confused with something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Frontline. I, I love the work that they're doing, but every time, like, I'm programming my DVR, so oh, what's on Frontline? And it's always, 
eight different eight weeks, eight different documentaries about here's a situation in which thousands of innocent people are dying and nothing will ever stop it. Like, oh damn, I don't want to hear about the problem. How about uh, how about Eastern Europe? In Eastern Europe, thousands oh, no, of people are starving to, to starve are starving to death. I don't want to hear <laughs> about people, children dying. Can how how about remember remember that 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 New York Times fashion photographer who had the blue jacket and rode on a bicycle? There's a documentary about how. Why don't you show that? Just give me a break once a month. It would, it would be interesting to have that kind of slide that says, "I don't want to be. I don't want to put my head in the sand." But again, if there's if you can steer if you can surface that news about tens of thousands of people dying yes last night in a way that doesn't say that. Oh, by the way. This is never going to change. <laughs> this is this is a the world is a horrible place. You're lucky to have lived this long, and if you live to be ninety, you will not wish you had lived to be ninety. Now, here's the crossword puzzle. Like, no. <laughs> so Google News, what they should do is, you know, like the night mode, uh, you know, on the Mac and on uh, Android, it should put a little rose-colored glass yes. extension for Google News so that it'll make the screen nice and rosy, nice little pink, subtle one. And then everything will just, you know, instead of armed suspect dead, how about bad dude was caught, everything is fine, we got this. Kitten saved from tree, dog rescued from well. I like it. I like it. If you on the Google News team, you need to get on this fast. And can I make one more request while making a request? So we want some kind yes. of Android Wear um, integration for Google yes. Home again. We had it. We lost it. You need to give it back. We want this. Wait, roast. do we have a list to put this on? Yes. Perhaps if I ask Google Home to put this on the shop. <laughs> oh, Just kidding. That won't work. Then no one will ever see it. That, <laughs> two, we want some rose-colored glasses for Google News. Can I just add three? This is my own personal wish. Can we redesign Google Calendar already? That thing feels like it was made oh in like my gosh, 1992. Yes. Like, ah, oh, so hard to use as Speaking well. Speaking of like, which. Please. Please, Google. Isn't it great this, that they learned how to use the HTML ta- new HTML tables <laughs> tags? Boy, if, if, if only if only like online app design had progressed since frames and tables. That, that's what yeah, you're right. That's what I feel like whenever I open up Google Calendar. It's like I I actually coded this myself when I first discovered when they first made like tables a thing in HTML. In Dreamweaver, yeah. I made it in Dreamweaver. <laughs> oh, Dreamweaver! My God, I haven't heard that word in so long. I'm having a flashback. I think it's still around, isn't it? Doesn't Adobe still have an HTML coding? Well, yes, I, I would love to drag a flash widget into the middle here to, for instead of having like an HTML, <laughs> just an HTML uh, text thing. Oh, that's a great idea. Shockwave? Sure, let's please that plugin instead. <laughs> real audio, real audio is where it's at. Well, I'll, 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 I'll offer one lesson where just like, before we before we go, maybe if you just had like an option where you don't see the news stories, you just click a button and Julie Andrews reads all the news headlines for you. You can you can just bring 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 her into the recording studio. A re- record spoonful all of sugar the, all the helps yes. medicine go down. That's exactly perfect. I like that. <laughs> well, we should probably wrap up because once again we're having way too much fun, and we've already had to cut things because we're having too much fun. I hope that this was as fun to listen to as it was for us, hopefully, to say. Uh, before we go, though, Russell, how do people tap into the Russell Ivanovich world of elegance? Breaking news, you can go to twitter.com slash rusty shelf. That is until I can figure out how to do something noteworthy enough to get myself in Google News, because then you'll find me in there. <laughs> Again, the, the hot dog eating record is about 73. If you can get two beyond that, I got a full year to work. You're on. in there with a chance. Yeah. There you go. Flo, do you, now, where, where can we still read you? Where can we still see you? Where can we still hear you? 
Well, you can still read Apart me. Apart from here, which I hope keeps happening. A couple times a week at Android Central. <laughs> uh, if you want to find out where I will be writing, um, I have a new website, florencelion.com. Yay! <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really put much content on it, um, but eventually in the coming weeks, that's where I'll be updating where I am. And of course, every Tuesday night on All About Android on the Twit Network, still there. <laughs> Uh, super. And I'm Andy Anatko. As usual, if you have to spell my last name to figure out anything that I'm doing online, uh, I'm Anatko uh, on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram. Uh, you can see my blog at Anatko.com and you can see the silly tech stuff that I write for money at the Chicago Sun-Times at suntimes.com. That's it for Android and Google News from our point of view this week. I hope you listen to us next week. Until then, have a great week. And remember, all else is immaterial. 